the podcast. Polly, it's great to see you. I'm trying to remember the last time we spoke. I have a feeling it might be 2014, around the yeah. time, the last album. It could have been, yeah. Yeah, you've been busy with on, on, on a number of other projects, um, for the want of a better expression. But uh, life, uh, the universe and everything has, has, has taken its its place in your life. But you're back again, which is why we're chatting. Um and interestingly, one of your projects, if I can call your son a project, uh, gave you the title of the album. That's right. Yeah. Um, one of the projects. That's funny. You could call him a project in fairness. He's a um, work in progress. <laughs> yeah, sure. Aren't they all? Um, yeah. 2014 was the last album. That's right. And um, then I uh, I had my son in 2016, but it was. Before that, it was almost as soon as I as I fell pregnant that I lost the ability to write songs, and I struggled with that. Um, and I assumed it would come back. It would come back, you know, to temporary, and it really didn't come back. He was born. I still couldn't write. I had all this inspiration, and and nothing nothing to channel it. It just wasn't happening, and uh, it was very hard. And I I really kind of thought, okay, that that part of my life is over. You know, it's time to to think of something else now and that was really scary and really hard and I actually started a course uh doing interior design um I, I thought I'd take a new a new direction and uh it was okay but I, I knew in my heart like I really wanted to be doing music and it's funny because at the same time I, I think I sort of shut out what other musicians were doing people I maybe would have been um how would you say it I would have been on the same kind of level at back back then I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't uh, hear about what they were doing and I couldn't see them being successful. It just really it, it, it made me feel just so I, I just I felt like I was missing out all the time. So I just kind of shut it out and I, I stopped listening to that those musicians and I just kind of got tunnel vision a bit and was like, well, look, that's not my life anymore. And this is, this is what I'm up to. And then I had this dream during my uh, the period of time when I was doing the interior design course, I had this dream, random dream, that Eleanor McAvoy employed me to go and redesign her house. <laughs> and um, and I was in there and I was in her house and I was like, oh, um, actually, I, I used to do a bit of the, the singing and songwriting myself. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Anyway, what colour do you think over here? And I was like, no. Oh, and I woke, oh I that's fantastic. I know it's it, it's so it's so funny but it's so true like I woke up going oh that has to mean something this is wrong this is the wrong path <laughs> and um shortly after that I packed it up um would would she be a hero I was, I was uh, just as you it just it was somebody that you knew who was female it was it was a prolific songwriter and you would have as it were looked up to her as, Listen, at a Martin, certain point I in time I don't know how the brain works but I certainly never would have I mean I always known of her always known her music and you know admired her success and her her songwriting and everything in her career but she certainly wouldn't have popped into my head if you had asked me what would the scenario be so it's funny the way the mind works it was Eleanor McAvoy in my mind so what what was what what that was one of those maybe those little kind of mm, yeah I'm not quite sure if this is the right thing and I mean everybody everybody I imagine goes through that in in some way and even the more successful artists who are you know whatever art form they take they they often suffer from 
severe imposter syndrome or doubts or why am I doing this? Or I think I go off and, you know, like the opposite. I, I, I'll join an accountancy firm or I'll be whatever, something that's wildly different. And then something kind of brings them back. Maybe is it just sometimes you just need a break. Sometimes you just need that step away. Sometimes it's imposed on you, like like COVID, for example, where people stepped off the, the uh, you know, the, the the treadmill, some of them have called it, or the roundabout where you've got this and you've got the album and you tour the album and then you come back and you write the next one or you're writing on the road. And, and everybody just stopped and said, okay, fine. And then they realized that actually that wasn't the reason why they wrote. The only reason they wrote was they had a deadline. Whereas if they were left to their own devices, they kind of had to rethink it again. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a friend of mine said, you know, two years off the road or 18 months off the road, wherever it was. No, I didn't write my famous book of poetry or the great Irish novel or the the song cycle or whatever. It turns out there were other things I needed to to do to 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 because I had all of the time in the world, whereas that would have been the previous excuse. Oh, I'd love to do that. And I'd love to work with you, but I'm touring with so-and-so and this is coming up. And I think a lot of people had that speed wobble or whatever it is. I'm not for one minute underplaying or downplaying or suggesting that COVID wasn't a very, very serious thing, it, anything but. But just in terms of the nature of the work that you would have done or the nature of creatives, where you would have had a routine as in performance, if you're an actor, your rehearsal performance or film or whatever, and then all of it stopped. Everything just stopped. And the juggling you used to do to try and figure out what you wanted to do with, you know, will it be an album or a single or did it all just melt? Yeah, I think I think like before COVID hit, like I had stopped writing and I'd stopped performing my own songs, but I had kind of gone back just for the purposes of making money. I'd gone back to playing backing for other people in in pub scenarios like I was playing bass and singing backing vocals for a couple of musicians around West Cork like literally just doing the pub scene the hotel scene that kind of thing um it's a bit of crack but it's also quite soul destroying can be and um I think then when COVID hit then it was like that dried up so I started looking at the interior design as a as a kind of another another thing but then it was actually COVID and that stillness and that time at home that that brought the writing back because it was during that time that 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 writing block really cleared and I mean it was so significant it was a really longest period of of time I've ever had without writing and it was a real as soon as I thought about writing it was just like um just like a curtain came down in front of my eyes like I just couldn't couldn't do it couldn't remember how to use those parts of my brain so for me COVID really actually helped with that and it, it was amazing and I remember like when my when my son was a baby and I was kind of thinking about how my life had been before. And when I used to write songs, I can, I can remember thinking, God, do you remember all that time I spent sitting with a guitar, staring out the window? Like, you know, just seemed so bizarre and alien. Like, when do I ever get time to do that anymore? And then during COVID, you did, you had that time. It, it came around again because more people were at home. There was more kind of, there was just more space and more time for reflection. It was gorgeous. So actually, yeah. But what I'm picking up from you is that space, that kind of, okay, I've got res different responsibilities. I have a different life now, but actually I can make this work again. Whereas before it, it was almost like you were forcing something that didn't need to be forced. Would that be? Yeah. 
I don't I don't really know I think there was something I think there was something in me um in my psyche almost like a real physical block and it just took that when I talk about that period of time in COVID now I'm talking about that first two weeks where we got really locked down we were at home and we weren't it was a bit of a novelty let's be honest <laughs> and like I think something happened there was just just that downtime that kind of settling something just shifted and it wasn't yeah it didn't feel like anything that I did anything or that anything or I had been doing anything before it just it just took that time and it shifted and as soon as it shifted it was gone and it wasn't that life got any easier and it or it didn't get any easier for me to find time for music because that's still incredibly hard but now stuff was bubbling and it was bubbling over and it was coming out and it was more like you had to find time to grab a piece of paper write it down or sing a melody into the phone because it was just all coming and yeah it was amazing because it, it like there, there there are so many things i mean you read so many things i read uh so many things and you, you you know you see bands and the beatles is always the one they come back to now all of a sudden they're the most the biggest band in the world and the record company are going okay where's the next album guys what's the story they just had a they had a routine that they'd worked out years previously that they could sit in a room and bounce ideas off each other that's one way of doing it it was one successful group and there are people and i keep going back to the difference between nick cave and uh, tom waits there's two examples of songwriters um Joni Mitchell, the same, just to, to get gender balance into it. But you know what I mean? Like, everybody's got their own way of doing it. Nick Kay famously goes to the office and he sits down and he works on things and he thinks things through. And he the way he gets inspiration is he starts something and that gets a flow going. Tom Waits famously said, you know, with tongue in cheek, I open the window and the songs fly in. You know, and Joni Mitchell approaches songs like paintings. You know, there's so many different ways of doing it, but the, having that, okay, I don't have time to think about anything. The most immediate thing is what's in front of me, my family, my loved ones, my parents, my whatever, because you couldn't do anything about your job, whatever your job was. Like, uh, you know, I have I have friends and, and, and close relatives who just saw their entire diary just go up in a puff of smoke. Six months work or plans for three months, two months, next week, gone. So what do you do? So it was it was very, very challenging on that level. Then when you, you know, if you were unlucky enough to get uh, get COVID, then everything became secondary. You just go, right, I've got to sort myself out or I have to isolate myself because I can't give it to my partner or whoever. Like all of those things just, just uh, but it was the speed of it. As you say, the first couple of weeks, we haven't figured out what this is anyway. What do we do now? You know, and it seems like that was exactly as it were what you needed, even though you weren't conscious. Yeah. Yeah, it it really was. And that's what I mean. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a conscious thing. It wasn't like I stopped doing something specific or whatever. It just, uh, it just shifted. And yeah, you know, thank God it did. And it hasn't, it hasn't stopped again since, but to be honest now, I, do, I don't think I let that happen. I think if it ha happened again, I'd go and get some serious, serious professional help about that. But it's 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 like all these things you hear. Oh, how do you write the perfect song? Well, if we all knew how to do that, we'd all just go off and do it, and life would be boring. And whereas, and one of the reasons I love speaking with musicians is to get the background to what the song might be about, as opposed to what we might think a song title is about. Like even the title of the album, 
um, you know, I have an album came into me last week and it's a very specific address and it means something to me because I pass by that road every single day. So I'm going, wow, okay. Good friend of mine had an album um, in, in a band. It was Sundrive Road and that was where his grandmother lived and he spent a lot of time there as a kid. I used to travel it every other day, you know, but that's not what the songs are about. No more than your songs are about saplings. You know, that's one song, one title, but your concerns or your considerations, did did they change or did you just find that what you're used to do suddenly became possible again? You said they were bubbling up and it's a nice analogy. You had to deal with them. Yeah, I did. And and to be honest, I think the long break before that made me appreciate that, that creativity and that kind of um, intention. It, it, it made me appreciate it so much and it made me take it a lot more seriously. Like I think, when I look back at my previous music and my, my albums in the past and gigs in the past, choices that I made around music, I feel like I was asleep. I feel like this this period of time of, of kind of emptiness really woke me up to what I'm actually doing. And it made me, yeah, I, I'm so much more considered now when I make decisions around music. Like this album, I think is, so different to anything I've done before because it's really yeah I've just I'm just not taking anything for granted anymore I'm like who knows you know what's what's happening next who knows what's going to happen to my creativity or my voice or whatever it's like you know this this needs to be carefully kind of thought out and and have you changed your way of doing things? Like you said that that you found that things came back and you 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 mentioned, you know, what are I'm sure are obvious things to songwriters. You got the notebook out, you got the phone out, if something hit you, a melody line or whatever, you sang it into your phone. That wouldn't have been the way you would have done it, say, 10 years ago, because, well, th- th- there weren't mobile phones of that type at that time. But do, do you find that your way of writing has changed? Yeah, now it has. That you've got, yeah. yeah, because it used to be that I would, shut myself in a room for hours and just let it all kind of you know seep out or whatever and sometimes I mean I didn't I never had just like one way of writing a song and that's always how I did it different songs were written different ways some of them came out in 10 minutes and some of them took months you know I keep coming back to them and tinkering away at them but um yeah like I don't have that opportunity anymore to lock myself in a room for hours and just see what happens it's like now, yeah, I'm grabbing a second here, a second there to write down an idea or, you know, hum a, hum a line into my phone. And then I will then I will put aside time to actually go and focus on that. And a little bit, I suppose, like Nick Cave in going to the office, like, um, yeah, I have to actually go, right, this is what I'm going to do now for the next hour and a half. I'm going to sit down with the guitar or with whatever. And... I'm still seeing what happens, but it's a lot more kind of focused and I've got my ideas in front of me and I got my different sound bites and I'm kind of working a lot more methodically, I suppose. Hmm. No, it's 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 always look, you know, as I said earlier, if there was one perfect way of doing it, we would all be doing it, whatever we w- would be writing, painting, sculpting, music songwriting you know lyrics or music or whatever but I'm, I'm i'm curious because in the way that you describe it it seems like on the face of it it's almost it's almost like a hollywood moment where this stopped happening and then it started happening and at the very time when people were anxious about something that was landed on them completely out of the control and literally in every respect you found that was 
that whatever that was, was exactly what you needed. But now, obviously, you're approaching it differently. Like we all are. I think we've all had that. Wow, that could happen again. You could. I know you could walk under a bus. You could have all those fatalistic thoughts. But I think when we've come through it, particularly people in creative industries, where they suddenly saw, wow, there's nothing there. I have no work. I have nothing to do. Or, you know, I now have a better appreciation of what I'm trying to do and I'm not going to mess as much or although there's a big argument for playing, you know, play being playful in your, in your artistic pursuit, whatever it is and see what happens. But when it came to the, the, the lyrical content, did you find that subconsciously you had moved away or do you, are, are you one of these people that I've got the album, the album was that snapshot of that time of that, part of my life and I'm not going to go back and compare and contrast it's not an academic exercise you're getting onto your new album but have you found even without being too conscious of it that you've moved on lyrically or like your your way of doing things seems to have changed obviously but yeah I mean I think in a way I've, I've sort of become a bit less contrived lyrically I would have I think it's still the essence of the of the writing is still me and I think I it's always going to be like I did in my previous music I'm always going to come out with these nature analogies they're just always there that's the way I think and um that's that's not going to change I think in that way there's big similarities but I definitely in the past I would I would try to be clever on purpose and I'm doing less of that now I'm sort of treating myself a bit more like an instrument and when something flows through that feels right, then I'm going to go with that rather than, ah, that's not really clever enough. Or if only I could get a little kind of metaphor in there. Now, metaphors happen naturally and they're beautiful when they happen, but I'm not I'm not forcing that kind of stuff anymore. So I think lyrically, I actually think things have become simpler. But I hope that in in doing that, they are also becoming a bit more relatable and a bit more honest in their communication. More personal without, as you say, I, I, I like that word contrivance because, you know, you're, you're contriving something, whereas you have as much right to your feeling or your thoughts on something as any other human being. The, the, the trick or the, the gift of a writer is that they're able to say something probably or sometimes about themselves, but without seeming to speak on behalf of other people. But at the same time, people go, yeah, well, oh, get that. Yeah. Or, yeah, well, I mean, you get the opposite as well, where you mean one thing and somebody comes up to you at a concert, thanks you for a song and says something, you're going, okay, not what I meant, but thank you. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, I love. But that. I think it's I think it's the honesty, maybe that that that's that's crapped out, and maybe maybe there's an age thing. Let's not, you know, ignore the obvious passage of time that your your considerations or your techniques or your experiences or your discipline changes, and less is more, you know. And I'm sure everybody goes back to their first thing. I made the mistake of listening to an interview I did about. 15 years ago, I sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> you know, I don't know why, um, but I think there's th- that's always that danger. If you want to go back and find out what you were doing, that's what you were doing 15 years ago. You know, it's like trying to fit into an old pair of shoes or jeans or whatever. Yeah, and I think that happens, like, that happens in life. That's the other thing. It's like, I really feel like my life 
so far it's really been split in two by this experiencing experience of becoming a parent and you know I feel like oh, hang on now I lost my train of thought what were you saying no I was just talking about the way that things would have changed that you look back on your way of doing things but your experiences your life experiences change I'm a parent you're a parent yeah men men, men and women fathers and mothers uh or you know whatever your life circumstance your perspective changes when you have other considerations in your life if we can put it like that that sounds like yeah. they're inconveniences they're not it's yeah. just how life has changed for you and as you say even a simple thing like you say no I just need to be more focused because I can't you know what was it John Lennon said turn off your mind relax and float downstream anymore I've got to make it fit into other things that I need to do and that could be another job it could be and didn't that make a lot of people focus on themselves for the first time in a long time made them made them acknowledge their own personal hurdles their own mental health issues that they might have had I think that was a massive thing for a lot of people and certainly for me as well I that agree kind with of you illness, yeah. like really and also people were talking so much more openly about mental health on the radio because they were you know all these public service announcements like about isolation and everything and you know suddenly and then when we were getting back to normal there was all this talk of social anxiety and uh, I was I, I kept hearing all these things and being like oh that's I think I know what that is. And, you know, suddenly people were kind of using all these terms for their feelings that they didn't really have access to before. And I certainly found like acknowledging a lot of the stuff about myself that I kind of realized during that COVID, that time of like, okay, we have to sit here now and we have to kind of look at ourselves. And no choice. To distract yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. that was really, and, and even like with the family, watching our interactions, you know, when we weren't able to get away from each other for a week. Oh, um, yeah. Somebody end. described it as a long, awful Christmas with your family, which yeah. you could put up with if you're only home from Friday to Monday. But now all of a sudden, no one's gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But there was, there was incredible learning potential, like, from that, yeah. I take your point very, very, uh, th and, and based on personal experience, nothing more. Conversations I've had with people in the last while when you meet them, they've, they're not as trivial perhaps as they used to be. And we've begun to realize that if you ask somebody and you say, how are you? And you go, I'm grand. Mm, we need, to, yeah, if you genuinely are a friend, you go that extra little step that you mightn't have because we've all, kind of think about well hold on that that feeling I get when I go outside for the first time or my first time at a, a venue or my first time you know queuing in the shop with masks and all that's everybody reacted differently I think we became more human weirdly um as a result of having to focus on things we wouldn't have willingly spoken about now I'm not saying we're all so in touch with our feelings or anything like that we still have our stuff to <laughs> To do it, but I was just I, I'm I'm curious in the context of of writing and people changing their their creative practices or their ways of doing things. But I suppose and I'm conscious of of your time because one of the reasons we're speaking is your coming to Kilkenny. Um, will you be bringing a band? That was one of my questions. I will be bringing that. I will be bringing a a, sm a small band. We're playing uh, the Hole in the Wall in Kilkenny on the on the 14th, uh, which I'm really excited about. And it'll actually be, well, we'll have a gig the same day at the Hidden Heart Festival in County Carlo. Um, but the um, the Hole in the Wall gig will be the kind of first uh, ticketed gig, if you like, of the tour, of the album tour. So it'll, it'll be quite 
monumental it's very exciting and i'll be bringing along with me frank who is my partner and he plays guitar with me and then also tara who does backing vocals and occasional percussion so right no that it's great and 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 like i say the 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 elements that we took for granted i think we've got a fresh you know, it, somebody kept saying the word Mother Nature, Mother Nature. And and sometimes, you know, your mother can speak truth that nobody else can. And Mother Nature said, this is the way life is. This is the way you've got to be. You've got to stop. You've got to. And then we, you know, interpret what we, we have to do to make people safe, develop this, come up with ideas and ways of working or whatever. But, you know, a friend of mine keeps talking about Mother Nature as this person. And he says, sometimes you don't like what your mother tells you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, tell you, this is the way it's got to be. You might like it, but this is the way it's got to be. But it's 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 just that I think everything, based on, on the conversations I've had with people like yourself involved in creative stuff, that, that people have come back with, with, with a different attitude, a different maybe respect for what it is that you were able to do a couple of years ago that you maybe took for granted or maybe allowed yourself to slip into familiar patterns are look if I look if I keep playing maybe something will happen or you know we've all had a chance to think and actually you know think think properly about things I suppose yeah yeah I suppose you're right and then the next interruption or the next distraction or the next whatever mm-hmm. and you don't do the thinking but when yeah. you're sitting at home and you have no choice and your gear is sitting out in the garage or your guitar is in a case under the the bed you kind of haven't much choice and that's one experience if you have loved ones or, or people you care for or mind or whatever yeah, things fell into place differently but really getting out getting people to hear the album that hasn't changed you know yeah. you you tour the album those those basics haven't changed and hearing hearing them from the perspective of the audience, I think must be something you're looking forward to as well, that you're going, here's the songs. And okay, I don't have the full orchestrations or the full double tracking of this, but here's the songs. This is the way yeah. they they landed. That must be still a nice feeling. Yeah, it is definitely. And you, um, um, I've been using the loop pedal a lot now as well, which I never would have thought of doing before this kind of new phase. And so when I'm when I'm playing live now, I'm, I'm playing with my guitar. I also have a tongue drum and a bower on and I build loops with those three instruments, sometimes use the low whistle as well in the loop. So there's a much bigger, fuller sound. So even though there's only three of us on stage, there'll be the sound of a much um, of a much bigger band, which a is big, a, cool. a bigger sound on stage as opposed to a larger group of people. Yeah. And that's kind of thanks to the whole COVID and the parenting kind of, you know, mind melt as well, because it's like there's a willingness to take chances now and be brave and experiment with things and not just sort of go, Oh, look, this is what I've always done. And I'm just going to keep doing it. It's like, no, actually this is like my second chance at this music stuff. And I'm going to grab it with both hands and see what I can make happen. So. Well, people could come and see you in the hole in the wall on the 14th, which is a Saturday night. Yes. It's a Saturday Saturday night. night. Yeah. Sorry. I had to think there for a second. (laughs) They can go, uh, if you go to my website, polybarrett.ie, there's uh, all the info there for booking tickets to um, all the gigs on the tour. So, uh, yeah, people should check that out. Will you have um, 
CDs or vinyl or or variations of merchandise as they call it. I will it. have all the variations of the merchandise. I can't Good wait stuff. to get out there and sell them. <laughs> Good stuff. Polly, thank you so much for taking the time. It's great to catch up with you again. I can't believe that it's nearly 10 years, but look. Oh, stuff, I know. Stuff, Thanks a million, stuff. I, I nearly said the other words. Stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And listen, thanks so much for all your support of this album. Uh, means a lot to me. Great. It, it was a delight. Like I said to you when you sent the first email, and it was a delight to hear that you were back again. And like like many people I've met over the years, you kind of you move on and you forget, and then all of a sudden, oh, they've got an album out, you know. So look, thank you very much for that. Hopefully, we'll catch up with you on the fourteenth, and be uh, best of luck on the night. Thanks so much, Martin. Thank you. Kill the podcast.